Welcome to the Rooted Tomorrow podcast. I am your host, Teeny. And I am Jafon. Hello, Teeny. Hello, Jay. How are you? Good. Back, uh, back again. Back again. Looking forward to our conversation here today. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, probably some of you might be aware, if not, this podcast is a resource for parents to have conversations, to gain new perspectives, and to encourage you as you continue down this journey of parenthood. It's so poetic. Very, very poetic, but also very true. Speaking of the journey of parenthood, uh, on today's episode, we will be discussing one of the most fun experiences that we have as parents, and that is traveling with young kids or kids in general. So we'll get to that. Before we do, I would like to ask you, Tini, um, what is an important lesson that your children, Ollie and Jack, have taught you this week? And we want something like very, very meaningful, transformational, oh inspirational. Very meaningful, transformational, and inspirational. A lot of ols, yeah. That is a lot of ols. Um, well, I think I'm going to go with the classic patience because my children are forever teaching me patience every single day. Um, I am not the most patient person, but I read somewhere, I think it was like on Instagram or something where it was like telling your kids to hurry up is like a way of like rushing through their childhood. So it's like, hurry, we got to go here. Hurry, we got to do this. Hurry, get your shoes on. So I have tried to be more practical and patient by adding an extra few minutes to our day or a schedule where we need to go somewhere. So I'm not constantly rushing and stressing out my kids. So patience every day. Do they know you're stressed when you're stressed or are you just stressed inside your own inner world? I think Ollie knows. Ollie is very in tune with my feelings and emotions. He senses me even when I try to hide something from him, but he, he feels it. And that's like the last thing they want to feel right before they go to school is like anxious or stressed. And so I've been trying to wake up a little bit earlier so I can get stuff done. So I'm not like breakfast, teeth, shoes, let's go. Yeah. Like a drill sergeant. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so patience and practicality. Well, mine is uh, a little bit more profound. No, oh, I'm just <laughs> I think it's, one that I probably said or will say many times, and it's really taking time to appreciate the moment or the time that you have with your children here and now. And I say that because I was uh, feeding baby Jay the other day and I'm just looking at him and he's like a little over a year now and the way he's he's growing so fast and it's like, I just like marvel at at the whole process, you know? And then when I look back at certain times, it's like there there were months that have seemed to that have flown by that it's hard to actually remember what happened in those months. And it's not saying as if like time's going to stop and you're just sitting here in the moment and meditating and you don't have to do anything. But it's just I guess it would also align with patience, just slowing down and appreciating the journey. What's that saying? The days are slow, but the years are fast. That is very accurate. That well, is. sometimes the days, yeah, and the hours are very long. Because, you know, sometimes you're just like looking forward to, okay, it's, it's okay, nap time. Okay, we got to 
we've got to feed, we've got to eat, let's go on a walk. And then all of a sudden, okay, now at nighttime, so I can kind of relax. Then you just wake up and you're like, not even thinking that you're, it's like your subconscious kicks in and you're not even aware that you're going through these motions. Mm-hmm. It just becomes a routine. That's it. Yeah. So slow down, everybody. With your children and with thyself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So traveling. Jay, do you have any recent experiences? Yes. We have, we just traveled up to Minnesota and this is baby Jay's third time on an airplane. We've had a couple like long trips via car. Cars, at least you can like stop and, you know, pull over. Stretch legs. Yeah. And this last time traveling with him at one year is he's like super active. And so it's talk about being patient and not stressing yourself out. It's like Man, just traveling is him. the hardest. I remember or I people will ask me or my cousins will be like, do you think it's OK for me to fly? You know, when my baby is this old, like I don't want it to be too bad. And I'm like, no, the younger, the better. That's They're true. not mobile. They're not fidgety. Like that when Jack so was little, we fly back and forth to and from Vegas to Salt Lake frequently because flights are super cheap and they're like an hour. And I remember when Jack was little, like I would just nurse him the entire trip and he would be fine. And yeah. Ollie's really good. So Ollie was never super busy body. But now that Jack is older, he is like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a interesting circumstance where we always want to do direct flights. So from Atlanta to Minneapolis, it's only like a two and a half hour flight. And I totally agree when he was younger, it's like much easier because, I mean, he'll just chill, Um, which I have a story about that here in just a bit, (laughs) (laughs) trying to make him just kind of relax. um, But anyways, our flight was was canceled like 12 hours before. So we got a a text the the night before from Delta. Your flight has been canceled. You are now put on this next flight, which is the following day. So all of a sudden we had an extra day and our flight was taking off at 630 in the morning from Atlanta. And we literally had to wake him up at almost like three. And that was such a long day. It was like a 14 hour total travel day because they added in a layover and uh, all you could do was be patient. Take it one step at a time and give Proceed yourself grace. That's it. So what I would like us to discuss is some ideas maybe that have worked for you, Tini, um, some things that maybe you might think would work for others as we travel with children. It could be on airplanes. It could be long distance commutes in the car. What are some important things for us to remember so that we don't overwhelm ourselves become super stressed, and then take all the joy out of possibly the destination that we will we will be arriving. Are you down for that? I am down for that. I, I, I think I have a few tricks up my sleeve with driving to and from Salt Lake or even to moms and yeah, flying everywhere. And yeah, for me, what I like to do, my favorite thing to do, and I think a lot of parents will agree this is a solid plan is I like to go to the Target like little dollar spot section and I pick out just like little coloring things and maybe some foam clay or whatever. And you don't show your kids those toys. You keep them hidden until the day of the flight. And then you bring them out because then they're new and they're exciting and kids want to play with them. But you also have to have 
enough to keep them occupied because they literally like their attention spans are that of an ant. It's like so they true. are bouncing from left to right. They are not focusing. And so that's, that's one of my favorite tricks to do. And that's for flying or dri- driving. Driving is also the same. I like to just have like a couple of toys or activities up my sleeve that they've never touched or seen before. So it's all new and fresh and exciting. Now that Ollie is older, he does pretty good with like downloading movies. So we have an iPad for him, obviously. And he will go on to Disney and pick out like a couple of movies that he loves and download those. That has been a lifesaver. I'm so happy Disney plus has that feature because on Netflix, only certain movies you can download or certain shows. Disney, it's everything. Patrick Mahomes highlights. Yeah, Patrick, all sports, ESPN plus two. Yeah, he just (laughs) download anything that he wants and he can just focus in on. He also does get pretty motion sick though. So he usually gets dramamine, which also knocks him out. So that helps. (laughs) Yeah, I think that those new toys are super essential. I'm not good at that. Elise is always the one who like brings out the bag of new toys. And it's almost like, uh, at least at our stage with a child who's just barely one, it's like these maybe five to 10 minute attention blocks. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how can you keep him entertained during these like these little blocks that you have over the course of a two hour, three hour flight, which kind of, if you look at it that way, is like kind of overwhelming. But so I was, when we first flew with him, I think... We were going up to Minnesota as well, no, to North Dakota for Elisa's sister's wedding. And I looked online and I was like, oh, all these activities that you can do for, he was six months, for a six month old. I take that back. It was when he was like nine months. Anyways. And so I was like, oh, I could get these little like tags, you know, the little tags that you write your name on for the bags. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, he could play with these, you know, I could create all this like little fun activities. I thought I was very ahead of the curve. Now we, the plane is pushing back. He's been playing with the little tag that I gave him. And then like, you know, I'm looking up as they're doing their presentation or whatever. I look back and he's, he's starting to choke and he swallowed. No, he, his saliva (laughs) got a piece of that bag tag thing. And he was like choking on it. And I told Elise and she like sprung into action and like, you know, got hit his back out and then he spit it up and then he was crying for like five minutes or so. But I quickly learned that um, don't listen to everything that you read online. <laughs> and also, thank goodness, like Elise knew what to do. Yeah, I like froze. I didn't because that's the first time I've ever seen it. See, uh, saw him choke. Or I've oh seen him gosh. choke and I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh. And you're also in like these small aisles and these small chairs. Yeah. So, but those blocks of entertainment, just don't use bag tags with babies. Yeah. Avoid the bag tags. I'm trying to think. Jack used to use like, or we do Hot Wheel cars for Jack. He loved lining up the cars. Now that, I mean, it's tough. It's tough when you're traveling alone. So like I will usually go to fly to Utah um, during the tax season because Landon's working so much. And so that's when I'll like escape for a few days and take the kids up, up to Utah to see the fam and kind of get their energy out and go see everyone. But that I travel solo with them whenever I do that. So even for driving, like 
driving for me, I don't know. I feel like it's almost better because you have your car and you're able to pull over, like you said, and like stretch your legs or explore different little cities. But then on the way home is usually when my, when Ollie gets like anxious and antsy and it's like, are we there yet? And it's like the classic, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I'm like, no. Or cries the entire time. Oh my gosh, that did happen. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, you told me. <laughs> we were driving out to meet my mom. Or no, we were driving out to drop off my mom and my niece and nephew with my stepdad. We meet halfway because we're the closest airport where my mom lives. And we are driving from Vegas to Searchlight, which is really only like a 50 minute to an hour drive. Ollie was probably two years old. And I kid you not, he screamed the entire drive. Like it was Genesis and Drayton were like plugging their ears, stressed. (laughs) Mom is like a basket case. Like she's like, what can I do? Like she can't sit still. She's so antsy. And then we get there. And as soon as he sees Papa, he stops crying and he's happy. That's so funny. I was so, oh gosh, that is the most stressful. And I am the worst when it comes to crying in a car. Can't do it, won't do it, would rather die. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think you're alone with that. Do you think traveling with young kids, there's like an age where like no screen time? Because we threw that out the window and bought an iPad for baby (laughs) Dre. I mean, I think there's a... When he was one, however, he was one with his iPad. Yes, I will say that I feel like there could be a point in time where you do no screen time, but I feel like in this day and age, it's almost inevitable. Like for me, and again, just a mom doing her best over here, please don't come at me. If you have the ability to make traveling easier and more enjoyable for you and those around you, like why wouldn't you utilize that? So yeah, yeah, it's for us, it's like the downloading a movie and having Oliver watch like Avengers for a few hours, like that's it's worth he's enjoying the, himself. I'm less stressed. The people in the airplane aren't complaining. It's so true. No, I totally so it's like, agree. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there uh, Jack, I mean, yeah, when he was a baby, there was no screen time for him, but same thing for him now that he's four, like I could put on a movie and he could probably watch majority of it. Yeah. Baby Jay's more so just like pushing at the screen. He doesn't know yeah. what's going on. And at Do his you, age, there's like fun little apps for Baby J. I'm sure that will entertain you. So it's like if that takes off even just a little bit of stress on the parents. I'm off. Like, I'm for it. it. I, I would agree. I would agree. Some might not agree, but I think to each their own. And we have our own kind of paths, what, what works with us. Do you on the airplane now in a car, obviously, there's only a couple seats to choose from. On an airplane, I guess there's only a couple couple as well do you sit window middle or aisle so this for me I I used to be a hardcore hardcore window person as I've gotten kids I am more of an aisle middle seater kid sits in the aisle I sit in the middle so they don't have to sit next to strangers and that's just basically for easy access to go to the bathroom Little people have little bladders and both of my kids are potty trained, obviously, or even when Jack wasn't, it still was convenient. So I'm not having to step over somebody. Yeah. I I need to go to the bathroom. I think we're in a place now where we're like, we might just buy him an extra seat, even though it's free. And then we can have the whole row. Yeah. I mean, if you have the whole row, then even better, like 
when we flew to Georgia, we didn't have the whole row. It was me and Jack on the middle, but we also got window seats. So that kind of did suck. I don't know. I feel like there's pros and cons because Jack was able to lean his head up against the window and fall asleep. But then when he wakes up and go to the bathroom, then you're like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Can I sneak past you? Just have Jack step on him. I mean, he pretty much did. It was frontier. There wasn't a lot of room. (laughs) No, no, there's not. You're lucky to even have your legs touch the ground on frontier. (laughs) I know. But so if I'm by myself, and if I'm by myself with the kids, and we usually have a whole aisle row, but when it was just like me and one kid, I would prefer middle aisle. We uh, have learned that it's very important traveling with kids to provide yourself with enough buffer room for ample time mm-hmm. where like and family restrooms in airports are essential at least for us and i don't know if there's a single family restroom in atlanta airport so we got off the plane one time and baby j had a blowout as someone has probably heard in the past episode but uh elise <laughs> had to take him into the bathroom and he was asleep to change him and he woke up and you could hear him like his cries were like echoing down the whole terminal. Whereas a family restroom, if we're traveling together, then we both can be in there and assist. So shout out to the airports that have family restrooms. Yeah, there was one airport I went to. I think it was, I think it was Alabama, actually. They had like a full-on playground in the terminals. That's nice. And I'm like, that should be, I feel like, required for every airport. Like, they had a slide. I think Denver might have one, too. I can't remember, but it had, they had everything. And you just, like, go and sit there. Your kids can run around, burn off energy, which I'm like, why don't more airports have that? It would make everyone's life easier. Have the kid run, do laps before you climb on the airplane. I totally agree. I totally agree. And while you're traveling with kids, we learned very quickly to have multiple outfits because baby Jay, he also went through three pairs of sweats on one leg of a flight because uh, for some reason his, his diapers were not sitting properly and they seemed to leak out even onto my leg, which then brings in another um, idea is to make sure maybe as a parent, at least have like <laughs> another shirt or a sweater you can throw on or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that was a rookie move for you. You should always <sighs> have that. Well, it's okay, it's not... Jay. First kid. Yeah, I just walk around with poo stains. I'm just You'll learn. <laughs> when you're traveling on airplanes, do you um, take your car seat with you? So, no, I don't. So not on the do? actual airplane. I know. So I not, didn't even no, know. Well, not on the airplane. Well, did to you your know that that's a thing, though? I didn't know until recently. And I literally just found this out probably in the past year that people take their physical, like they buy a seat for their kid and they take their car seats and place them on the airplane and buckle them in into the airplane seat so that your kid is safe, one, but two, buckled in and constrained. Constrained? Constrained? Is that the right word? Yeah, constrained, I think. (laughs) Well, they are secure and they (laughs) can't be mobile and move. Um, And a lot of people say that's actually like a good tip too if you can do like the extra ticket because then it's just like driving in a car. But so I do not take the – I have never taken the car seat on the physical airplane, although I do think that is a great idea. But I do generally take it with me when I travel. That makes sense. 
and that I think people build that up and make it a lot harder than I than it, it should be sometimes. Like you buy, like I would, I bought like the car seat bag cover off of Amazon and load it up and send it through, but that can also be risky. So don't do it with like your Nuna or anything. Cause we did it. That's why we got the, not a Nuna. Well, we have a Nuna, but a Duna. Oh, oh yeah. The, the yeah, pop it's like, up stroller car seat thing. So that's been super beneficial for. So do you just day. check that at the gate? Yeah. Well, we have like a cover that it goes like goes around it to be claimed at the gate or checked at the gate. And yeah, then when it comes out, we just pull it out of there and then it serves as like another thing we can put, you know, his baby bag or stuff on while we're going through the airport if he's not wanting to sit in it, which also then means we need to have like some type of sling, like either a carrier for him to sit in like on your chest or something that kind of straps around your shoulder that we use, which I really like. So you're not just like arching your back, walking a mile through the new Salt Lake airport. Seriously. Terminal C, isn't it? We did, um, so how I generally would do it is I would check, like when I traveled to Utah, I think I've actually only flown to Utah once by myself with both kids, but Jack was, or maybe twice, Jack was really little. And I remember Landon helped me drop off the car seats at the baggage, like at the gate where their ticketing gate, where you check your bags. We did that. I put Jack in my sling. Mm-hmm. And then I had like an umbrella stroller to push Ollie. And then I just checked the stroller at the gate. Now that they're older, Oliver's able to walk by himself. And then now I just put Jack in the the convert or the umbrella stroller and then check his their car seats of the thing. Well, I would think as children get older, you don't have to bring as many like items. I'm thinking like one of our trips that we uh, ended up we we took a while back. We had to buy like bottle sanitizer, more bottles, making sure like the hospital, or not hospital, the hotel was like baby proofed, you know, and then asking the question like, oh, do you want him like crawling around on a hotel floor? Which the answer no. is no. So like we had to have him confined and like on the bed, you know, which was also a little bit hectic. So there's just so many things to bring into, to take into account and we've now got into the habit of just buying things and leaving them. Just kind of not a good use of resources, but I guess you need them. I mean, yeah, we, if, whenever we go to Utah, we're always with family. So I've never really had to deal with the hotel issue. We did when we went to Disneyland though, Jack was really little and that was the same thing. Like when we were in the hotel room, he had to be on the bed. I hate the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. But I'm trying to think. Like, we never, we, he was breastfed, so I don't have to worry about bottles and just sanitizing everything. Like, after COVID, especially, it just like stresses you out. So you want to bring the Lysol wipes and wipe down everything 40 times and make sure no one gets sick. I always feel like my kids inevitably get sick after the airport, though. Yeah. Yeah. I know we, we wipe everything down quite a lot, actually. Um, so the real question is, how many deep breaths are required when you travel <laughs> with the boys? The possibilities are endless. <laughs> Wait, what's that I'm, line from me? I'm now? hyperventilating. I've never the, seen The limit before. does not exist. The limit does not exist of how many breaths you need 
when traveling with kids. Just give yourself patience. And those around who don't have kids, I feel like I've seen it on TikTok where people are like, you should not bring your kid on an airplane. But like, just try to give grace. We're all just doing our best. I was telling Jay before we got on this podcast, like people in Japan, like they look after their kids a different way than the American culture does. And it's like, let's just give everyone grace. Let's all just accept these little humans that they're just learning and they're just growing and they're doing the best they can in the environment they're given. So it's possible. It's worth it, especially for the memories. And I think once you, like the more you travel, the easier it gets, right? So it's like as much as you can, do it. It's worth it, in my opinion. Our pediatrician actually said when we were looking to drive down to Florida from where we live here, it's like four and a half hours or so. And he's like, why wouldn't you? I mean, you're making memories. Uh-huh. Do it. And so that's kind of been our our call to like, yeah, j- we're going to make it work. And then he's getting more comfortable with traveling. He's able to see new environments. And I think it's very important for kids to see something beyond just like their house or their neighborhood. Yeah. We love like, we'll even just like go up to the mountains, like just go on a quick camping trip. It's always going to be chaos. I feel like you have, once you accept that's just the stage of life you're in, it gets a lot better. You can find the the harmony in the chaos. You can, like, it's just, it's going to be that, like, it's going to be stressful a little bit, but it's going to be worth it. And this is your kid's childhood. Yeah. And if you're willing to plan ahead and like, make sure, okay, just think ahead and then the most important thing perhaps is just being flexible. You're not running through the airport, able to go sit at the bar, have a drink, get some food, you know, lollygag around, like just be flexible. You're with another little life. Exactly. Exactly. So you would say at the end of the day, traveling is definitely worth it. Yes, but proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Well, I would be interested to hear anybody's insights around traveling experiences that you've had. You can reach us at our website, rootedtomorrow.com. As always, you could follow us on our socials, Rooted Tomorrow. Very easy. Two words. You just type those in and we'll pop up. And remember, do you remember, Tini? (laughs) I don't know, Jay. What are you going with today? (laughs) What you do today creates tomorrow. Be good. Be great. Thank you. Be great. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you.